Welcome to the Phil Nason Show, brought to you by PlayUp Sportsbook. PlayUp welcomes all bettors and offers the best prices on the market. They are also proud to be an official betting partner of the New Jersey Devils. Check them out online or in the App Store and see for yourself why PlayUp is your best bet. You're listening to a pre-recorded edition of the Phil Nason Show. The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. I'm excited to have you here. We'll be here for as long as it takes, and we'll talk NHL hockey on the program today. Playoff Sportsbook presents the Phil Nason Show. Head on over, sign up for an account, and find out why PlayUp is always your best bet. That's playup.com. It's Wednesday. It's best bets time for hockey, and Zach from Pick Profit is on the line. What's happening, dude? How you doing, Phil? I'm doing really well today because the Rangers snuck one out. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited about that. I said I, I, I chatted with you before the game. We were both excited for it. But your heater is much more important than that game. Tell us what's going on with this heater of yours. Oh uh, well, you know, pick prop in general. Me and the boss man both met. I'm both doing great on our premium plays and my free plays. I mean, NHL specifically, since that's what we're talking. Uh, Got about a eight-day streak going right now. We've hit a couple of them as 10-unit whale plays for our clients, too. But a lot of them we've just been giving out for free. So, And I usually do videos on them every day. But one thing I've been loving in the NHL that I, I didn't do as much in the past is because I love hockey and I usually watch multiple games. But I have been more now than ever kind of targeting one game in the NHL at night, you know? Mm-hmm. I'll look at them all, and I, every, there's obviously nights where I'm like, I mean, last night there was a bunch of favorites. I couldn't stay away from, like, a Calgary-St. Louis parlay or something like that. But right. at the same time, I also had a Colorado-Tampa Bay one and didn't give that out or anything. It was personal, but we saw Colorado finally uh, bite the dust at home for once. That was strange, but you're still on a roll. You can find Zach over at Pick Profit. You should. And it's Pick Profit Inc. over on Instagram. Yeah. A couple videos a day. They're popping out trends, too. They're trying to help you, free, by the way, help you to become at least uh, more knowledgeable about the sports betting sphere. And we're really excited about that. But the game was nice yesterday. I woke up, and it was minus one on the puck line. I said, well, I think the Rangers are going to win, so at least they'll cover that. And uh, they did. And they pushed the total, but it was a fun game. But I got to say, that Jeremy Swayman played a hell of a game last night. Yeah, he did. And, you know, they, they sent Bruins sent him down for a bit when they called Rask up. I know in the playoffs last year, like, all the Bruins, when Swayman came up for a few games as a rookie, were loving him, thought he had a great future. Allmark was the one that had a better start this year when they were kind of battling. They called up Rask. It sent down Swayman. But, hey, he's been back, and he, he's looked good the last few games. And, yeah, not, if you're talking about Swayman, then i got to talk about Shesterkin because he is the best goalie in the NHL. And there's a there's a reason he is the heavy favorite at this point in the season to win the Vez, or yeah the Vesna. Sorry. He's tough, man. You know, I'm a Rangers fan, 52 years worth. 
And we've been very spoiled as fans because, you know, we had Lundqvist for such a long time. And this kid comes right in there. And last night, he gets he kind of got a little bit rushed into. He might have took a, a head to the, to the, I guess it was a head to his helmet maybe. Yeah, some, some kind of damn thing happened anyway. When he left the ice because they were forced to, they forced him to leave the ice to get checked out. The way he smashed the glass with his stick, I could root for that every day. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, goalies, a lot of them are head cases a lot of times. And we've seen a lot of the best ones of all times be the biggest head cases. So I love seeing that. And, you know, the guy just absolutely, like in a tight game like it was, he just, he wanted to be out there more than anything. It pissed him off. And you got to love seeing that, especially you as a Rangers fan, to know that you have a goalie that not only is playing the as the best goalie in the NHL right now, but he, he really gives a damn about it too, clearly. Oh, yeah, he'll die out there if he has to, and that's a beautiful thing. I hope he doesn't, of course, but in the meanwhile, it's fun to watch him. I was waiting to bet that game for two weeks because I kept asking him, why in the hell are they uh, off for 14 days? And it was fun. You know what? It is what it is. It was a typical Rangers-Bruins game. There were a lot of little rhubarb, some minor little bumps and bruises, there were also only two penalties. The, the referees put the whistles in their pockets and let the lads play. And I think I like that better. Yeah, I've seen a couple games like that lately. And I know we were going to talk in the Olympics like down the road and not much point anymore. But you know, <laughs> I've, just, I've even seen that in there too. Like It's been a lot of whistles been put in the way lately, which a while back it wasn't as much like that i mean when i'm saying a while back i mean like a week or two and i mean it's game by game always it depends but i do love those specific games where you know the refs or the fans anyone kind of sees it as a close game and they're gonna let them play if it's not getting one-sided they don't want to get in the way of that unless it's a blatant penalty right right exactly that's and that's fair enough when you played that's all you could ask for is be consistent and let us play yeah, like if you're giving a guy a little two-hand whack when you're down 5-1, they, they might call it. But, you know, if it's not a blatant, like blatant, take them to the ground type thing behind the play there, they're going to let that go all the time in a 1-1 game, 0-0. It's almost like a playoff game the way it played last night, except for the fact, obviously, that it went to a shootout because that can't happen. But And I told you before this, if you want to talk about that shootout, as great as that game was, that was the worst shootout I've ever seen. Oh. Thought they were in a skills competition, and the Bruins just thought that the they had to hit Shesterkin in the chest to score goals, apparently. It was an anticlimactic way to finish that game because that was a fantastic game, especially the last two periods. Again, Jeremy Swayman, we talked about this yesterday. Uh, Tony C., he's a professional sports better, and he said, you know, there's not a whole lot of difference between the top goalie on the team and the backup goalie. And, and this kid, well, maybe that you could debate that, I guess. But at the end of the day, Swayman looked like a number one clear. Yeah. He, he that was second. Those last two periods, that kid was flopping on his back and diving and doing all kinds of stuff. And that shootout, he stopped like four or five of those trick shots. Yeah. I was getting pissed. I said, "Wait a second! Now I just pushed on. I'm going to push on my total. What are you going to do? Cost me a game?" Yeah. Stop this shit. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, just the way you're saying it there, literally he was giving me flashbacks of old Bruins Tim Thomas, like just not positionally sound, but flopping on his back, making these crazy saves out of position. So 
it's fun to see too and he's a young guy so I mean hopefully like you said right now the Bruins aren't one of those teams like you know Calgary where Markstrom is clearly their guy over Vladar right uh, there's probably about 50-50 in the NHL I'd say for what you just said like as far as backups really a lot of people when they ask me about NHL betting do you worry about this goalie tonight is a big thing I like here when a backup's in for the team I'm picking and it's probably 50-50, like you're saying. Like, there are a lot of teams in the NHL, and we could go through a list of them, of teams that have backup goalies that I do not worry about. Like, I'm not going to not bet on them because their backup goalie is. And then there are certain teams where I'm like, ah, I do have to stay away. You know, like, they're not quite as good. But St. Louis, for example, if you want to go, because I was on them heavy last night. We were for our clients, too. I, and we've talked about this. I said it a few weeks ago about how Bennington isn't being Bennington. I love this Bill Huso kid so much. Right. He's tough, man. You know, he's only played 17 games, too, and his expected or goal saved above expected is 17.3 already. That's nuts. They have two goaltenders there that can stop you night after night. Yeah, and I mean... I didn't check after last night. I'm sure it's not going to change it that much. He only let in a couple, but uh, his going into that game yesterday, I think his goals against was like one nine, and his save percentage was over nine forty. Like that, that's ridiculous. And like you said, he has played 17 games, so it's not. It is a smaller sample size, but it's not small. Like that, those are crazy numbers over 17 games. If you can keep. If you only allow 30 goals over 17 games in the National Hockey League, and I don't care who you're playing, yeah, you're doing damn good. Yeah. So, so I, I suggest if you have shade to throw at Mr. Husso, you you do it somewhere else because yeah. he'll put, not only will he stop it, he might score on you, and, and that would even be more funny because Zach and I would be laughing at you. Absolutely, goalies don't score, guys. Usually, but uh, <laughs> only off the ice. But where uh, <laughs> he went for the empty net the other night? Did you see that? Just before we go on in the uh, empty net in the Chicago game, and he he fully sent it. He wanted it so bad. It, I did see that. Yeah, there's there's times when it's really funny though when they do that. Yeah, but yeah, he sent that puck for real. He was trying to score a goal. A lot of, a lot of goaltenders are just trying to get it out of the zone and breathe. You know. <laughs> Right when you see them like go for it, you cl- got to close your eyes for a second. You're like, oh, actually, hilariously, I played a game on Monday myself, and we were on a power play, tied five five with a minute left in the game. The puck got dumped into our end. The goalie went to play it, and you know this isn't the NHL. The goalie fluffed on the puck, gave it right to the other team for an empty net. Ouch. So that's exactly what I'm talking about. Ouch! Oh, we trust a goalie on the long bomb. Never trust a goalie on the long bomb. I like it. But, you know, um, Eddie Belfour used to play tennis down in Vegas with us. And it was really funny to watch him because how freaking good his hands were. It was unbelievable. You couldn't hit a tennis ball past him. But uh, scoring goals for goaltenders, I heard it's a mixed bag because if you score, you're going to catch the raspberries in the locker room when you're finished in the dressing room. I heard that. That's what he said. He said, that's not a good thing. He said, because one, I outscored most of my teammates, and two, I had to do all the effing work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's how goalies are, though. But, you know, we talked about this, too. <clears throat> and, and one of the things we talked about the other day, and you and I have been talking about, is, uh, and I think it almost got cleared up with the goaltending situation we just talked about, but the blue lines. 
if you're playing, if you're betting on hockey, it's one thing to bet on the backup goaltender. It's another thing when a blue line or or a group of defensemen from a hockey team is out. That's a tough call. Then then you have to almost go against them. But I thought what we would do is talk about some of the better teams with great blue lines this morning. Yeah, and if you want to talk top defense scores, blue lines, whatever you want to call it, the the number one team that you got to talk to, and I don't know if you agree with me, but Tampa Bay. I mean, back yep. to Stanley Cup champs. But you look at that defense: Victor Hedman, Ryan McDonough, Miguel Sergachev. They got Cernak still. They got Bogosian now. Uh, Jan Rutta. Like that's six studs right there. You don't see a defensive core like for a day-to-day NHL fan that might not dive into it as deep as you know me or you or other NHL people. Defense are sometimes not the biggest name guys, but out of those six guys I said, there's about five very, very recognizable names, and that's for good reason. I mean, like I just said, they're back-to-back cup champs. They're one of the top favorites for this year, and it's not just because of the forwards they have or the goaltending. They have the defense, both, and these guys can play both ways. Like Hedman, and he puts up points, but good luck getting by him. Good luck getting by him, exactly right. You know, you could put Bozo the Clown between the pipes for Tampa Bay and you might get a win because that blue line is strong, man. Those guys, that's six deep. Like you said, three, four maybe, but these are six bombers. And then they have a couple other young guys too, so they're not a bad group at all. I think, uh, you know who I like too is I like the Las Vegas, the Vegas uh, Golden Knights overall defense. That was another team I was just, yeah, like, Overall, I like how you say that, too, because they do have a lot of good two-way forwards. That play. Yes. That's but that's then, what I wanted to ask you. before. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, nope, you're good. I, what, I wanted to stop it because there's a lot of people who are new to sports betting, especially hockey, because, you know, football's over, and I guess they got to uh, crave that itch somehow. So they, they've been taking on hockey. And, and when you we talk about these teams and we talk about two-way players, it's one thing for a defenseman could slide up and maybe play a forward slot, but it's highly unlikely that a forward is going to have to come and play defense. Is that correct? Absolutely. It, it would be, and it doesn't happen really in the NHL because unless it was mid-game injuries or the only time you see a forward on defense is the power play. Like, right. Literally, that's it. And even then, you're usually saying, you're praying to yourself if it's a close game, yeah, I know he's on the point, but please don't, like, shoot it into someone's pad because you don't know how to play defense. That's like, as a Bruins fan, I know when past is on the point, I'm like, Oh my God, man. Like he's the best offensively in this spot. But if, if they turn the puck right now, it's pretty much a three on O with this guy on defense. You got that right. But Vegas has got a very good defense and they have to, because they let go of their, well, their better goaltender. They kept Robin Leonard and that's okay, I guess. But, yeah. That defense keeps them in the game. That blue line keeps them in the game. And then I, 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 I got to send out a shout-out. Eichel's coming back tonight while we're yeah. on these Vegas, oh. Vegas teams. That that, that's going to be a good game tonight, too, uh, Carolina versus them. Because that was the next team I was probably going to talk about. But, yeah, Vegas as far as two-way fo- uh, forward. But then, you know, when you talk their defense, it's it's obviously headlined by Petroangelo. And then probably – the second guy that I, I'm big on, he's had a great couple last years, is uh, Alec Martinez for them. Mm-hmm. They've he's, been great. Yeah, and then, uh, but yeah, they play. I'm 
I'm not lying about that. They play Carolina tonight. Is that correct? I believe they are. Yes, I, I do believe they are. Or or is it Calgary? Hold on, I'll find out. No, no, Calgary plays uh, somebody that they're going to pump Anaheim. So I'm I'm all on the Calgary train right now, especially at home. So oh, they're playing Colorado tonight. Oh, Vegas is hosting Colorado tonight. Okay, well that'll be a very good game. You and know yeah. why? Because I got the Colorado team on my list also. Yeah, and uh, I have their defense. Go ahead, man. Yeah, that's, that's weird. I thought they were. Pl- I honestly thought they were playing uh, Carolina tonight. Yeah, I think it's because Carolina also has a good game tonight. That yeah, Carolina and Florida, Florida. But what, that that's a team that will not make my uh, top blue line list because as good as they can score, they get in some high scoring games. But yeah, you just said Colorado. That's a team you obviously have to bring up when it comes to defense and blue lines. However. They're definitely one of the best offensive defensemen. Right, right. They're very offensive-minded, so you can kind of get burned by them at times too, right? And that's the only reason I know we've talked about this in the past. And they have showed me a little bit as of recent. I mean, not last night, obviously. And I'm still not sold on the whole Darcy Kemper situation in net for them, especially with their defensemen being so offensive-minded. But, I mean, Kel McCarr, it doesn't even matter if he rushes the puck on offense and get stuck because that guy can skate so fast to get back. It's insane. And they have some young, young guys that I think if Colorado can keep this blue line together over the next few years, uh, we've seen a lot of guys come into the NHL as offensive minded guys. I think uh, Adam Fox, your guy for the Rangers, you know, right. great offensive, but how much better has he gotten over the years playing defense too? You, you learn with experience and age in the NHL at defense, especially, and they're going to get paired with a lot of, vets that these teams love to keep around at defense so they're going to teach them a ton so Colorado for me I love more when we talked about Vegas more as a defensive team mm-hmm. I love Colorado more from a personnel aspect right I think they have great pieces great offense and that moving forward they're going to be awesome it's just they really need to keep that defensive aspect in their mind as much as they have on offense for their defense well, you better any list that talks about top blue lines, better talk about your Bruins right now because I think that blue line is pretty damn good, also. Yeah, and it's 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 a weird one because, you know, at the end of last playoffs, I was telling everybody like I, our defense is bugging me. Uh, we've lost so many guys, then we get rid of Tory Krug too, and it's like, oh, it really looks like it's collapsing. But by the numbers, like. They're doing well defensively. You know, sometimes if you watch them, there's mistakes, but they don't seem to get burned on those mistakes that often. They have a great penalty kill, which is one thing that I love about Boston. I don't get that worried that often when their power plays are against them. But yeah, Charlie McAvoy is obviously the anchor of that defense. Big thing with Boston defensemen, since obviously I watch them a lot, they're, they're very good skaters, I noticed. More than anything. Like that Matt Grizzlick, he's not a big body guy, but man, can he skate. And he's played 317 minutes with McAvoy this season. Yeah. And, and their numbers, their expected goals against per 60 minutes is 1.4. That's a damn good defense. That's a damn good pair right there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's a reason they're on the ice so much together. And, you know, Matt Grizzlick, uh, I, he's been one of my favorite defensemen for a long time. He, he bugged me a little bit in that game seven versus the Islanders last year. I'll still say 
If you're listening to this, Matt, that was still your fault, buddy. But <laughs> moving forward now. <laughs> so we got. I got one more team on my list. I got some honorable mentions too, but Carolina has got a really good blue line. That crew, uh, Sketchy and Petchy. <laughs> yeah. Sketchy and Petchy. Uh, those guys are tough, and they played together for 504 minutes already this season, man. That's yeah. incredible. What a good team, and that's why, because uh, they have great defense, right? Yeah, I love slaving for them, too. Mm-hmm. Like, guys, very good. And then, I mean, it helps when you have Freddie playing the way he is in that, too. It's going to make their def- defensive numbers look good, too, because he's playing so well. But absolutely, I mean, we've seen them shut teams out, and all they've looked great all year, really. Freddie's been fantastic and you know i i was i saw this tweet i guess it was during the uh preseason when teams were where people were drafting their fantasy teams why would you draft frederick anderson i'm thinking to myself because he can stop pucks you know <laughs> he's gonna have a good defense little things like that but my honorable mention list i got the islanders on that list now, when I talk about this, I'm talking about overall team. Defense. No, no, I, I was just kind of chuckling because I have a little list written in front of me too, and I, I have the Islanders <laughs> on my uh, after the top five that I had that we kind of talked about also. So, and then I got Nashville, Washington, and Dallas also on my list, my yeah. uh, honorable mention list. Yeah, I, I like. I mean, when you if you look at all those teams too, they all have, I'd say, one very good big name guy. If you look at it, like you got Roman Yossi with Nashville. Why am I kind of, who was it for the Islanders? They have multiple guys, but who was just in the hardest shot contest? Oh, uh, I'll give it to you in a second here. Hold on. Um, was it, was it Dobson or Chara? No, neither of them. Was it Pellick? Maybe? Oh, Pellick maybe. Yeah. Cause he's teamed up with Mayfield. Yeah. And those guys have been very good this year. I'm not an Islanders fan. I don't like them much, but, yeah, no. uh, I can't say they're not very good because they are. But, yeah, that's the kid. You know, and, and this whole damn shootout, that brings when you bring that All-Star thing up again, I'm reminded of last night's shootout again. We can't talk about the All-Star game anymore. Yeah. That was ugly. It was great. You know what? It was one of those sit on the edge of your couch. Uh, oh, absolutely. But if, uh... anytime it goes past the, like, three shooters in a shootout, you're just, like, biting your tongue, edge of the couch, but – yeah, it definitely got anticlimactic from the rest of the game. You want to see that end quick with some nice goals. You sure do. Now, we're going to get into the live betting now and some tips on that. But I hope that you took that conversation about these blue lines and took it to heart because that'll keep you from making bad bets or hopefully making bad bets. I just don't understand why people don't look at these blue lines enough. But live betting tips, you go ahead. You got one? Uh, well, yeah, if you want to talk live betting, I can. that's actually one thing for us that over the last week and a half we've been doing something new, and I, we'll get into like strategy and all that. I'm just going to say this quick because we've been putting out what we call live betting marathons where me and the boss will sit there with all the games in front of us, all different laptops with all the different game lines. It's big for NBA. We've been loving because uh, quarter by quarter – And it's very good when, you know, end of the first quarter, they'll put up lines kind of based off whatever. But I I think that it's great quarter-by-quarter bets to see lineups that are going into the second quarter, for example. And that's just basketball. That's a whole different conversation. But we've been putting out marathons pretty much where, I mean, last night he put out about 
40 bets, we use separate bankrolls, smaller, because you don't want to kill yourself if it did go bad. Luckily, right. we've been 6-1 and one overall on these marathons for over 75 units in seven days. But, yeah, it, live betting can be so beneficial and profitable, but you got to make sure you're still, like, handicapping it in the sense. It, 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 I find a big thing is people see – they just kind of look at the lines and say, hey, this team that was favored is now losing. I'm going to take them as an underdog or something like that. It, it, it's a lot more than that. you got to know what's going on in the game at the time. That's right. That's one on my list, too. Understand period stats. Understand what it is you just saw. You know, if a team has outshot someone 18-2 to two and, yeah. and, and they're the underdog, well, there's a pretty good chance that they're going to continue to pepper that goaltender. So you want to look at that. One of the things I tell people, too, is patience is what you must have in betting live sports. I don't care what it is because, you know, maybe you didn't get your number. Maybe the line didn't appeal to you when it closed. So now the game's live, you know, after a minute, and there's two shots on goal against New Jersey. You know, maybe betting against New Jersey as the favorite isn't a bad thing. Yeah. You know, momentum matters, right? Well, I know yesterday, like I said, we had put out a big whale play and we gave it out for free on a live Instagram show. So because of that, we had way more messages of people asking because they didn't get it in right away. And the game started slow, no score for a while. And we had a lot of people messaging, hey, should I live bet this now? You guys put it out at minus 130. Now it's at minus 105. I was watching the game. I was So in that case, I mean, if I hadn't been watching the game or something like that and I didn't know, I probably would have been honest and said, hey, I... I liked it when I put it in ahead of time. I haven't been following, so I honestly can't give you good information on this. But I was watching, and I said, yes, absolutely. They are all over Ottawa right now. So, yeah, it's and it's not always from a sense. You mean, look at first period trends in the NHL, and I'm sure you have a list of them. There, there's some big ones that you can look at. There's a lot of them, you know. That's the whole point is that you want to understand hockey stats. Understand those things. Understand that when it, and for example, what what Zach just said, he he gave it out at minus one thirty five and it dropped to minus one oh five. Well, you know what? He liked it at minus one thirty five. Why wouldn't he like it at minus one oh five two minutes into the game? You know, you want to stick with your guns and look for your price because the first five or six minutes of the game, there's still a lot of hockey to be played, especially in a game that's scoreless and the favorite team is uh out shooting the uh, underdog. So you want to try to get your line. I think that's the most important thing, and that revolves around patience. But, yeah, there's lots of trends. Don Best has a bunch of them. Covers.com has a bunch of them. Yeah. You know, and what you just said about handicapping these games, continue to handicap that game. And, you know, just look for your price. And if you don't get it, walk away. It's that simple. Absolutely. And another with hockey, if you're talking live betting, you want to get into third period like, I know a lot of people, <laughs> you always hear in hockey betting, live or die by the empty net type thing. And, uh, yeah, you can get some good prices on a team up one goal with, like, I think usually the minus, uh, the puck line will close around the five-minute mark, four-minute mark. Right. In a one-goal game. But, yeah, like, you'll see it. Like, I will watch it kind of go, they're expecting that empty net but it or another goal because they're getting outplayed. That line's kind of jumping from plus, you know, uh, 
100 and now the time's ticking down plus 110 plus 120 plus 130 getting close to that five minute mark and a lot of times for me it's what you said earlier if i'm watching that game or if i'm following the stats on it if i have a team that's up one goal and specifically i don't want to get into home away or i'll make this simple kind of but right and they're getting outplayed they're up one goal and they're getting outplayed. I'm probably not taking that puck line live at all. I'm not even going to take the reverse puck line because there's still, I'm sorry, not the reverse. I'm not going to take the plus one and a half either because I know how easy it is to get burned on that empty net regardless of. But if I have a team, say Colorado Avalanche, up three, two, six minutes left in the third period, I saw that line in the last three minutes jump from plus 100 to plus 140 because some time ticked away. I'm watching the game. They're out shooting them 38 to 16. They're playing well defensively. Then, yeah, I might take a shot for – and, you know, live betting, I, I don't like to go big usually either because it's live, but I might take a shot for a unit on that. That's that's a lot better than a team that's up one goal getting out shot or getting outplayed because now I think I have the advantage. I got a better line than I had a few minutes ago or at the start of the game on a puck line, and, hey, I know that other team is going to pull their goalie if they don't score in the next three minutes. And if they do, I know Colorado's been outplaying them, and they have a very good chance because we know the empty net happens way more than the other team scoring when they pull their goalie. And that's a great piece of advice. And every time we talk about live betting, I always have to remind people that they should wait until a commercial break or between periods in hockey because there's no such thing as live. I don't care who's telling you what. Go to a hockey game or any sporting event next time and open up and put your phone on the AM channel or whatever channel is getting your game on the radio. Listen to the game while you're at the game and see the difference. There's a delay. And there's going to be a delay at the sports books because there's no such thing as a live sporting line. They're always 10 to 15 seconds behind, at least at a minimum. And I know a lot of people, if you want to get into that, actually use tons of streaming services these days, which, for example, at my house, I have old-fashioned, like, cable box, like, right. uh, satellite, and I'll be texting my buddies again, and they'll all, I'll be like, goal, I'll text them, and they'll be like, why do you give this away? I'm like, why don't you get not a streaming service? <laughs> so even then, I mean... You're getting satellite 15 to 20 seconds behind the live game. Then you're getting these things like Dazin and stuff like that that are even 30 to 40 seconds. Right. People, people are using a legal streaming service. So I know what you mean. For live betting, absolutely. Wait till commercial breaks, stuff like that, because you could see something that's happening. And like NHL, we they roll the lines, right? But if you wanted to talk another sport, NBA – you could see something happening. For all you know, you're 20 seconds behind, and LeBron James just sprained his ankle. Yep, exactly, and that's that's the kiss of death to all sports better. Since the Olympics are going to suck for us now. Um, last thing, Sidney Crosby, Sid the kid hit his five, scored his 500th career goal in the National Hockey League last night. Big shout out to him, right? Absolutely, and I was actually salty about it because we run a live show on Instagram <laughs> on Tuesdays. And uh, it's usually six to seven. I had got all my live bets in. It's kind of a contest. People come on. Uh, we let them do our, their three best bets of the night. And we run like a top five power rankings. Essentially, whoever has the best return on interest wins $100. That simple. 
And uh, I had two different people go on there with Sidney Crosby, anytime goal scorer. He's getting his 500 tonight. And since I was doing a live show and my laptop, like usually I'd have my charger that was dead. I was just on my phone and running the thing. I couldn't go to my betting website because I wanted to tail it so bad. I forgot about it in the morning. It was like it was boosted on the book I had to about plus 200. And I I just completely forgot out. But yeah, Sid the Kid, number 500. How many is that now all time with 500 goals? Oh, my word. I think there's only what? Half a dozen? Yeah, something like that. Let's find out real quick because uh, if we don't, 500 NHL goals, that list. Oh, well, you know who's number one, obviously. Wayne Gretzky. So we have exact. Oh, there's more than a handful. There's a bunch of them. I'm seeing this too now. Oh, my word. You know what? I thought it was a bigger deal. Yeah. Uh, I think it still is. Congratulations, Sid the Kid. You have been a freaking beast. For so many years, he'd probably have a lot more if he didn't get hurt. And he takes a lot on the chin because, you know, <laughs> his name and all and the fact that he's famous. But 500 goals is a Herculean task and well done. Just like Pick Profit, you got to get on over there and check these guys out. They're responsible. And forget about that 40 bets. They're, they've already prepared what they're going to do. They know what they're going to do. And did you hear what he said? We practice bankroll management. We're not going to sink anybody having a little bit of fun. Pick Profit is where you find them on Twitter. And on Instagram, it's at Pick Profit Inc. Thanks, man, for being here. No worries. I appreciate it all the time. It's always great talking hockey with you. I mean, we had lots of lots of stuff to talk about today. And, yeah, we didn't get into the Olympics. but ah, We most, would have if Canada the and the United States would have won. Most of the people are Canadian or American that are probably listening right now. So yep. oh, uh, yeah. you know, everybody's sad anyways right now. We both. And, you know, I got to say, I thought we might have got a Canada-USA rematch, but I guess USA had our number this year. Oh, well, we do. <laughs> we can watch it in the girls game, though. Yeah. Oh, and that honestly, though, like if I just to anyone listening, if you don't watch Canada-USA women's hockey, you know, I'm not telling you to watch the Japan versus like <laughs> Sweden women's hockey, but Canada USA women's hockey is a battle. That's like the Stanley Cup of men's hockey, right there. And that's uh, going to be a great hockey. game. And that's on Friday, or that's actually on tonight, right? There's or Thursday morning it is, I think. Yeah, they're the times. I'm double checking right now before we get off. And yes, it is eleven ten tonight, eleven ten p.m. Eastern time tonight. The gold medal game. And don't forget the Rangers are playing at home against the Red Wings tomorrow night. So you want to hit that money line as hard as you can because the Rangers don't lose in Madison Square Garden. And that's going to wrap it up for today's show. I want to thank Zach for being here. I want to thank PlayUp.com for sponsoring the show and presenting the show for us. That's PlayUp.com. It's always your best bet. All picks made on the Phil Nason Show are tracked at BetStamp.app. Until next time, you all take care of yourselves. Be good. And most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page.